but we have forgotten what this feeling is all about. Yeah, we know the story about the pilgrims and the Indians, but what is Thanksgiving to us now? Somebody told me that Thanksgiving was they're celebrating the Indians having their first casino. That's not Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving in its name it says it says everything. Giving thanks. Giving thanks for God. Giving thanks to God for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's gonna do. But you might sit here and go, I do that every day. I thank God every day. Yeah. But thanking God or thanking someone is not just words. It's not just saying thank you. It's so many ways to express that gratitude. You can buy a, you can buy people gifts of a way of showing gratitude to them. You can take them out. Hey, you help me with this. Let's go out to eat. I'll pay. Give me the money. I'll pay. So you can do something special to them for them. But have you thought how to express your thanksgiving to God? Like I said, it's not about just saying thank you to God. In the book of Acts, there's a story, a beggar that worked every day. He was sitting in the, in the door of the temple. He couldn't walk. And the Bible said that even like this for always over 40 years, sitting at the temple begging. And then Peter and John comes to the temple. And the beggar wants something from them. And Peter goes, we don't have money. But the only thing we do have, we give you. In the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. And that lame guy that was there for over 40 years started to walk, got up took Peter by the hand and walked in the temple, jumping, and 
embracing God. You can read that in, in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. He went in the temple, walking, jumping, embracing God. If that's not a way to think God, I don't know what is. Jumping and thank God. I would like for us to go to Psalm 100. This is a sound of thanksgiving. Psalm 100 says, and I'm going to Read it from the New King James. It says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who got made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the chip of his badger. Enter into the gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Don't you hear that and you want to go, yeah, that's right. Because that's how we need to be thankful for God. Thankful to God. The psalm starts, make a joyful shout to the Lord. All you lands, make a joyful sound. Then make a happy noise. Make a happy sound. And I know how we are as guys in church. When it comes to worship, we sing, Holy, Holy, Holy Lamb of And that's how much shouters Make a joyful sound. But people here in the guys will tell me, I don't know how to make a joyful sound. No, I cannot even sing. Let me ask you this. Have you ever had a, a favorite team have you ever went 
And so your favorite team, have you ever went and seen your favorite team win at the last minute? Oh, you're making a joyful talk. They're there. That's a joyful sound. Hell, I used to love the Lakers. I would die and live with the Lakers. And man, my next door neighbor would always hear me shouting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't tell me you don't know how to make a joyful noise. You don't know how to make a happy sound. Ladies, we don't know how to make a joyful sound. Really, ladies, imagine this. You see your favorite shoe. They're 75% off. <laughs> you will, you will see them and be like, oh, this is nice. Let me take them. No, of course not. You'll be like, yeah. Oh. The last pair too. What I'm trying to say to you is, we do this every day with different things. Why not to God? Why not to God make a happy sound? And uh, I get that some of us are not the beautiful singers that others are. Notice, it doesn't say, make a joyful melody or make a joyful song. No, make a joyful sound and noise. Noise. I like that because it's not how I do it. It's from where I do it. It's not how awesome I hear myself. Oh, hallelujah. It's about my heart. Make a joyful sound. Matthew 12, 34, put it this way. Out of the amount Abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Get that? Whatever you talk about is in your heart. If I talk all the time about the Lakers, they're in my heart. If I talk all the time, that wasn't me. If I, if I, I'm going there, y'all. If I'm talking all the time about God, it's in my heart. So, 
You don't come to church and be like, because you know how to make a joke or clown. You know how to teach. And I'm not telling you to go like, yeah, me, yeah. No, no. Don't go overboard with it either. But it's something from the heart. The last part of verse 1 says, Oh, you land. Everybody. Create you to make a joyful talk to God. In fact, Isaiah 49, 13, put it this way. Shout for joy, O heavens. Rejoice, O earth. Brighten to song, O mountains. Oh, also, oh, if. Did that shout for joy, oh heavens, rejoice, or brighten the song, oh mountains. Why? God, man, God is here. God is in your presence, in the midst of us. If I see I says that to creation, how much more we need to say it to ourselves. Jesus didn't die on the cross for this building or for a mountain or for a tree. He died for you and me. But even creation itself is meant to shout for joy. How many, how about you and me? Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. The psalmist says in Psalm 150, we need to Child, all of us, God, the maker of heaven and earth, is your father. Can you get that? It's your father. Number two says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. We are called by, to worship by serving. We are called to worship by serving, by serving with gladness. There's a difference between you get, getting to serve or have to serve. 
there's a difference between you have to get up at five in the morning because you have to go to work. Or you can get up at five in the morning because you get to go out with your friends, teaching. There's a difference between you have to take in a test in college or you got to you get to take a drive test of your favorite car. There's a major difference when when you said I have to do this, then I got to do this. When every time when they tell me, I can you can you share? I don't go, man. I have to share. Oh man. Okay, well, okay, okay. I will do it. No, I'm like, yes, I get to share. People get to hear me. There's a major difference. When you serve God with gladness, and when you have to serve God because you have to do it. I learned that early on. Early on, they would put me to do whatever at church, and I would get mad because they would put me in li little things. And to me, it's like, no, I can do bigger things. Until one day, I finally got it. When I started serving with gladness, with joy, You know, there's a difference between getting and coming to. Are you coming to church because there's nothing else to do? I got to go to church. I have to go today. No. Or I, I got the opportunity to go to church. I want to go to church. Notice the difference. Being glad is to delight, to be peace, to be happy, to take joy, to take pleasure, and something. Oh, pleasure. And serving God. There's something when you got, you serve God and be like, oh, you want me to put tables? 
Hoy Dios, Dios, hazme ayuda. Giovanni, ayuda, ayuda. Dios, just because of God and the vacant part of verse 2, they come before him before his presence was Jesus. Remember, we're standing before God. Even right now. Even right now, I'm talking to you. I'm giving the I'm giving you the words. But it's not about me giving you the words. It's about the presence of God being in my words. It's not because I'm corny or something. It's because he is God. And he is here among us. We are standing before him. We are standing before him. And I'm not telling you just in church to do that, but every time you read your Bible, every time you pray, every time you're with somebody else talking about God, remember, he's there with you. Stand on my mind. And knowing that it can either scare us or make us happy. Why scare us? Are we serving God? Are we even measuring God during the week? Are we even taking time to pray or to Read his word. Let me tell you something else. Even you're even though you're not doing anything of that, he's there with you. But the difference is that you're missing out and observing him and be glad to be in the presence. Verse 3 says, Know that the Lord, he is good. He is who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. We are called to worship by serving God first, then by knowing that he is God, that he is the Lord. We worship God, we give thanks to God by knowing God and understanding 
what he did for us by sending his son Jesus Christ. Do you know Christ? Really? Or do you know about Christ? There's a major difference there. It's like I know Dave. I hang out with Dave. Dave Johnson is my friend. I know about great glory. I never met him in my life, but I know about great glory. There's a major difference between knowing who Christ is personally and knowing about Christ. John 17.3 says, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you. The only true God and Jesus Christ who you have sent. Eternal life doesn't start when we die, guys. Eternal life starts right now. If we go to be in heaven for the rest of eternity, we need to get to know our landlord. We need to get to know our father. We need to get to know who we're going to live eternity with. You don't marry anyone up there. See her for the first time. And a week later, let's get married. I say that because I have like three, four friends that did that. And they say God was the one talking and they got married like we came to know each other. And two couples are separated and the last couple are divorced. What I'm trying to say here is if you want to know God, don't wait until eternity comes. Get to know God right now. Get to know the only true God. And I like this because there's a lot of gods out there, you know. And if you're not sure of your belief, if you don't know who God is to you, it's easy when you hear about other, other gods. It's easy to walk away. But when you know God, when you know Christ, the bound is hard to be broken. 
John 10, 27, put it, puts it this way. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them, and they should never perish. And no one should snatch them out of my hand. When you know God, you know the voice of God. You know who's talking to you and when he's talking to you. Birds for God enter in his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praises. Be thankful to him and bless his name. We are called to worship God by entering into his gates with thanksgiving. We're going back to what I said before. We don't come to the church just because we have to. We come with gratitude, a heart of thanksgiving. And yes, even when we have a hard day, we need to be thankful. We need to enter church with praises. Be thankful to him. And bless his name. 
been saying for years, being thanks. We are allowed to shift our focus from our problems and put the focus on him. We need to praise his name. What, when you hear the word Jesus, the name Jesus, do you feel a sense of he's my Lord, he's my God? Do you praise him? Or do you just talk to him like he's a character from another time? Psalm 99, 2 and 3 says, The Lord is great in Zion, and he is exalted above all people. Let them praise thy name. An awesome name, Holy Spirit. Do you praise, do you really praise his name? Praise, and do you really feel like God is your father or just God? Verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever, and his truth endures to all generations. Through worship has come to know God and to know how good he is. If if you worship God, you will know God, you will know his mercy. Everybody here knows that we deserve nothing less than this because we're sinners. I'm the kind of person that even when I try to do the good things, I end up messing it up somehow. And I grew up with a dad, an earthly father, that if I would put my elbows on the table, he would beat me up. Just because I put my elbows on the table. I'm thankful God is not like that. I'm thankful that God, when I screw up, when I mess up, God says, it's all right. I still love you. I still have mercy for you. I still want you. I still want the relationship with you. His mercy endures forever. I don't know about you, but to me, forever means forever. 
unto the end of time. And he revolved in there, you know. mercy endures forever. Why? Because his love never fails. His love is pure. His love is deeper than anything. How can you know that? Art? How do you know that? Jesus. If his mercy wasn't forever, he had no reason to send Jesus to die for us. He had no reason to let Jesus get beat up and die on the cross. But his mercy lives forever. And even Jesus himself says, there's no greater love than this, that one lays down his life for his friends. God, not only mercy endures forever, but his truth, he's never changing. Not in a trillion, billion years, he won't change. I change every day. One day I like Coca-Cola, the next day I like Pepsi, the next day I don't like nothing. But God is truth in everything. That's kind of scary, right? God is truth in everything. It should be the right kind of scary. Scary good because he loves you. He loves you when you were good. He will still love you when you mess up. He loves you when you read the Bible. He will still love you even though you may not read the Bible. But you know what? We need to worship him because he is God. And there's nothing more than with this. Psalm 100 is a call to worship, uh, to give us hope and give us science to serve God. You guys, we are, we are not here to pass out the we are not here. I'm not speaking to you to just speak to you. And I love doing this. But we are here to worship God. For a second, can you 
Father God, thank you for even having the pleasant grace to know you, to serve you. Thank you, God, because you are worthy of all blessing. You are worthy of all worship. God, I know that some of us may not jump for joy. We're not like that. And you know that too. But may everyone have the of wanting to worship you, have the heart of bringing sincerity. Thank you, Jesus, for your life. Through your life, we have eternal keep worshiping together. Now, if I could uh, share a bit of my own story with worship. Remember, uh, nine years ago, I was a kid in high school. I knew four chords, couldn't sing a note, and I was at summer camp, and I heard God saying, I want you to be a worship leader. I want you to lead people in worship, and I thought, awesome. So, all right, God, just give me awesome, amazing musical talent overnight, and we'll make this happen. But uh, that's not what happened. What he did was he gave me a church that needed a worship leader. So I got one of the girls in the youth group that could sing, and we started making worship together. And I thought, oh, God, this is amazing. I can use the four chords I know. 
I don't have to sing and I can worship you. <laughs> and then uh, about four weeks in, she had to miss a night of youth group. So all of a sudden, there I am, learned four chords, can't sing a note. It's all right, God, this is where you want me. Let's make this happen. So I remember uh, shrieking through, uh, holy is the Lord. And uh, I can still see Raquel's face in the front row with the horrified looks as I missed every single note in the song. But <laughs> it definitely wasn't music, but it was a joyful noise. <laughs> and uh, looking back now, there's absolutely no regrets. It's just pure joy knowing that uh, I was making a joyful noise to my God, and he was happy with what he heard. Uh, so let's just keep worshiping together. Lift our voices to God. Uh, those of us who can sing, let's sing. Those of us who can't, let's make some joyful noise. <laughs> 